Now, as many of you can attest to, buying property can often be an arduous process, and especially so in a tight market. It's typically the biggest purchase of our lives, so naturally you don't want to rush these things. Some expert help can also go a long way, which is why some Aussies use a buyer's agent when purchasing property. Now, joining us to tell us more about this service is the CEO and founder of Cohen Handler Buyers Agents and star of Lux Listing Sydney, Simon Cohen. Simon, welcome to the Savings Tip Jar podcast. Thanks, guys. It's good to be here. Thanks, Simon. First question off the bat. Uh, so we'll do a bit of uh, buyers agent myth busting. So what are some myths that you want to talk through and bust about buyers agents? And do you only need a buyers agent if you're sort of buying at the luxury end of the market? Yeah, well, I think there's two myths. I think one is that uh, I guess you need a buyer's agent only if you're buying a luxury property, which is not the case. The majority of the properties our, our, our company buys and we're Australia-wide are everyday properties for everyday people. And uh, so there certainly isn't an entry level or price point in which you need to be at to use a buyer's agent. And two that a buyer's agent should cost you money. You know, you should only be using a buyer's agent if they're actually saving you money. So Simon, you know, a lot of people might have heard of buyer's agents, but um, you know, exactly what value do they provide and, and can they lead to cheaper properties? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's there's three types of value points I think that they bring. The first is by finding sort of everything that exists in the marketplace. Uh, and at Cold Handler, about 80% of what we buy is all for pre-market. So they should be scouring the market and sort of everything that exists and getting you access to properties you're unable to find on your own. They should be doing all the due diligence and research around the property, coming up with what they think it's worth and why they think it's worth that. Is it a good street? Is it a good building? All the due diligence points. And three, they should be negotiating the lowest price possible for you by putting a strategy in place to make that happen. And so they should absolutely be leading to, to cheaper properties for you. For sure. And I think uh, we'll talk about auctions now. And uh, Melbourne and Sydney have um, been quite strong in auctions over the past you know, 10 to 15 years. But you know, somewhere up here like Brisbane, uh, the auction market has really only started to develop. Um, and a lot of people might be wondering how they can kind of uh, win at an auction, what strategies they should use. And is that something uh, that buyers agents can help with? And uh, how do you advise uh, clients who are looking to buy a pr uh, property at auction? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I advise them to use us, that, that kind of version. <laughs> that. The thing about an auction is strategy plays a big part of it, right? You need to read the room. It's kind of like a poker game. You need to see who's running out of money, who's got a lot more steam left in the tank. Um, is the property on the market or is it on the market? How many players are left? So, you know, without giving away all of my secrets, there definitely is strategy to it. And it is definitely about reading the room and knowing who's there and who your competition is. And if it is e even worth buying at auction, if it's worth trying to buy it before auction, if it's better to let it pass in after auction, you know, there's so many different things that can happen that um, it's important to know what's going on and to make the right uh, decision before you just rock up and pay the highest price. Simon, have you noticed any changes in uh, the things that you, your clients are seeking in a property in, uh, in lately? You um, I mean, obviously now that COVID seems to be a footnote in history, are people still placing a high priority on you know having a home office? Not really. I mean, a lot of people do work from home a few days a week now. Um, and a bit of office has always sort of been part of it. Since COVID hit, we're buying a lot more sort of 
rural or holiday or coastal type houses for people. Um, but as far as just sort of standard families, it is typically just the the family home or the apartment um, with a bit of a workspace. It, it hasn't changed too dramatically. For sure. And we talked a bit about Los Angeles off air, but one thing that struck me watching Lux, list, Lux listings is that you get a lot for your money at the luxury end of the market, especially in Sydney. Uh, you know, there's there's harbour harbour side views. There's really luxury, really nicely designed homes. So, how does Sydney and more broadly the Australian market compare on the global stage at the luxury end, especially compared to other sort of big cities such as Los Angeles? Sydney is one of the most expensive luxury markets in the world. The prices are ridiculous, but on the same hand, they're so sought after, and they're so few and far between. And our market dips so uh, less frequently than anywhere else in the world. That it that is the reason why. But our prices are very high. But we are one of the safest, most sought after uh, real estate markets that exists in the world today. Now let's just get some of your insights into the you know what's currently happening with the market, Simon. Um, I mean, obviously we were seeing some price falls, uh, but then you know that seemed to stop. Uh, last month. So is, is now a good time to buy? Have we reached the bottom? Uh, if I knew where the bottom was, I'd be on a beach somewhere <laughs> uh, with all due respect. But I think you can never pick the bottom. You never will be able to pick the bottom. You can pick opportunistic times and we're in an opportunistic time. I think if we're going to be six months into the future, you would have missed the opportunity. So it is certainly a good time to buy in my mind. You talked about the Australian market being robust and quite safe uh, on the global stage. So that's even with, you know, 10 consecutive rate rises, the big elephant in the room there. Um, but what trends have you noticed so far in 2023 with the first sort of four months underway? Um, and what do you see playing out for the rest of the year and maybe even into 2024? Well, in New South Wales, there's been a stamp duty exemption for first home buyers under one and a half million. So the up to one and a half million dollar market has been incredibly strong. Anything one and a half to sort of five has definitely weakened, but then the five plus market's been really strong. So um, I haven't noticed a huge difference, um, but except for the fact that we've been buying a lot more deals than we have been seeing in the past few years. I was just going to say, Simon, I mean, obviously um, when you're a buyer's agent, maybe affordability isn't, isn't a huge uh, concern when you when you you know, you're acting as agent for, for luxury properties, but you talked about, you know, Sydney, for example, being, you know, the most expensive market in, uh, you know, almost the world. Um, do you see, you know, any um, resolution to the to the affordability problem in the near future? Or, what, I mean, if not, what, what should, um, should, should be thinking about doing? I think it's a real struggle. It's going to come back to the people who can afford, who can't afford to live in a house they're going to live in. They're going to have to be rent investors. So, you know, buy an investment property um, where they can and rent where they want to live um, because it is very expensive to live in Sydney. So you're either going to have to move further out or you're going to have to rent and buy investment property so you're in the market and you can take advantage of the great capital growth that Sydney and Australia has to offer. And we'll just uh, touch on auctions again. So you mentioned uh, either buying prior to the auction or um, if it passes in. So how does the sort of game change when um, when you put in an offer before the auction or when it passes in? Do the tactics change? Uh, is that where the real game starts? If it passes in, then the power goes to the buyer always. 
For sure. And I think that's uh, sort of all we have time for on the Savings Tip Chart podcast. We'll let you get on with your uh, Easter festivities. And uh, Simon Cohen, thanks for joining us on the Savings Tip Chart podcast. Cheers, Simon. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks.